Welcome to Underscouted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. What's up, Underscouted family? We are back, and today we have a very special coach from BYUAK. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Man, there's no problem, Coach. Anytime you take time out, man, we honor that at Underscouted. Coach, you done moved around a lot. And I know a lot of things are always shifting in the coaching world. But before we dive into any of that, Coach, let's talk about you as a college basketball player yourself. Yeah. I'm, uh, I played, uh, played at junior college, played a year of Division One uh, at Southern Utah and finished up at, um, at a Division Two in Minnesota called Bemidji State. Uh, led the nation in assist to turnovers my last year and uh, wasn't a great player, but I uh, really appreciated my time and cherished um, the years of playing. And I think that kind of fueled me into, into my coaching career. You stated that you wasn't a great player, but to like have a turnover to assist ratio the way you did, there had to be greatness at some point. Yeah, I, um, I felt like I, I, the biggest asset to my game is I felt like I was really disciplined and took care of the ball, played hard, was trying to be the ultimate teammate. And I think, uh, I think that's kind of why the numbers ended the way they did. In today's society with basketball, being a great teammate is like one of the assets to building a, a great team anyway. So you possess something. Yeah, that's um, key. That's the key is uh, I really feel like the more you can serve and help others, uh, the better it, uh, the better you your outcome is. I think sometimes when you take the attention off of you and you put it on others, they kind of reciprocate it because they see that you're truly invested in them. I agree with that. When you take care of the ones around you, they eventually take care of you. And speaking of that, that is probably why you've been in coaching for over 18 years. With that experience, I um. I think the, the big part is I started as an assistant men's basketball junior college coach, assistant dorm director and admissions counselor, uh, making, you know, living in a dorm, making 540 some bucks a month. And I was just like, it, it, it fueled me as I, you know, I, I wanted to be on TV someday. I wanted to have the opportunity to coach at the highest level. Didn't matter if it was men's or women's. I just wanted to have the chance to impact the life uh, of others on the, on the highest stage. And, it just, you know, I've moved so much and had to, had to you know, slowly move up the ladder, but uh, it's been worth it because uh, I truly did start at the bottom. I truly do know what it's like to uh, the grind and, and pay your dues. But that I think that's what fuels me every day is I sign a one-day contract just wanting to win that day and, and, and really impact it. So it's um, that that's kind of been the mentality uh, over all the years. Um, and I've been fortunate because I've worked with some really great people and um, you always got to appreciate that, too, when you work with really good people. Now, Coach, when you say the sacrifice that you made was when you ultimately made the decision how you had to live off a small income and everything, I remember seeing that story on Twitter, and I was like, man, that is a coach I want to talk to. That's like the true definition of underscouted, somebody who's giving it their all and nobody's really noticing it, but yet – the outcome is greater at the end. I think that that's a, uh, 
it's a it's a it's a case of don't ever forget where you came from. Don't ever forget like the roots. Don't ever forget the the start because everybody has to have a start. Um, and I think you know I spoke at the WBCA convention this year. Um, it is uh, transitions in coaching uh, that you know just going being able to go from a job, how to leave one, how to come into one. Four hundred and sixty people showed up, and at the end of it, I was like, I gave my phone number and my email. Well, not thinking, I thought, oh, these people are just they're gonna they're not. My phone has blown up, but I think the big part of it is, is I get emails every day. And, and my firm believer on the men's and women's basketball side of things is that if you want to work hard enough and you want to put in the time, Division One might not be for you, but there's a place for everybody. And so I like try to help as many people as possible. Yeah, sometimes it takes away from maybe what my, my, my job is and having to go get kids myself, but I think it's important because somebody gave me a chance. Uh, so I want to give as many people a chance as, as possible. And that's why I like to see the people around me succeed because that means they're going to be able to give opportunities to others. I wish I'd have went to that conference now. I'm going to speak again this next year. Uh, I'm going to, I'm, my goal is to speak every year because you got a new crop of coaches every year. You got a chance. Um, I try to do two to three podcasts a month. I try like, I just try to do a bunch of different things, but, uh, about to start a foundation for my autistic son. I just try to stay busy, you know, because I don't want to waste any days. Um, I don't want to waste any days ever. And everything you do, like from, from speaking with you, everything you do is really like sowing something in someone else. It's like building someone else up or helping take care of someone else's need. And coach, that is, that's phenomenal. And that's almost a lost art in a lot of places. So you're carrying you know, you're carrying something that is potentially changing everyone around you and everyone that it just encounters you. Like like I just said, man, I wish I'd have went to that. Because, you know, even when we podcast, when we do stuff on a daily basis with, with business or anything, we, we, we tend to think, like, how can we help or who can we help? And it seems like you solve a lot of those issues. I look at it this way. I can't take the money with me. I can't take my possessions with me when I'm gone, but I can take my, my legacy. I want it to be left here. I want to serve, but I also want, uh, I don't want my kids to have more than I have. I want them to be more than I was. Um, I lost my dad at a young, young age. I've had, you know, my sister uh, died a couple of years ago. I always just cherish every day because you don't know uh, if tomorrow's coming or not. And so try to be the best father, try to be the best coach, try to be the best husband. And so when you do that, things tend out to work in your favor. Coach, you're inspiring me over here, Coach. You are oh, inspiring hey. me, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, well, our relationship, our relationship, Corey, is going to keep growing because I look forward to helping you because I like your mission. I like your overall uh, objective uh, at what you're doing. So um, this is going to be good, and uh, we're going we're gonna to build this thing. We're going to have fun doing it, too. Man, I appreciate that. A million times more than what you will ever know, Coach. I thank you for that. About the basketball, mm -hmm. after 18 years of coaching experience, what what have you seen change the most about the game? Well, the rules. <laughs> the rules of <laughs> in college of the do's and don'ts and uh, how you can go about recruiting and how you can go about work, uh, practicing and working out. Uh, the only thing that's really stayed the same, to be honest with you, is the height of the basket and the, the size of the ball. Um, 
So people have got bigger, faster, stronger in them years. Um, like you got to deal, you know, with social media. There's so much that has changed that you sit here. And I think, I think the prime example is when people try to do the, the LeBron uh, Jordan, uh, you know, debate, or they try to do them kind of debates. It's, it's really not fair. Cause it, it's, it's totally different. It's, it's, it's totally just like, but uh, basketball still basketball is still a chance. No matter you know the distractions and the noises, you still get a chance to uh, impact the lives, and and that's something that I always cherish. So it is a debate about LeBron and Jordan, and I I don't want to dive into it, but I, I agree with you. It's two total different players, two total different time frames. You know, I can't take a side on that. <laughs> you know, but no, I hear you. I hear you. For the uh for the last couple of seasons though, coach, speaking of players, like for the last couple of seasons, the programs you were in, you helped with recruiting, and you was able to land some of the best players in the country. What characteristics um do most of the best players usually have in common? I love that you asked that question because I just you know before I got on with you, we just got a, a big time commitment today. Um, we've got five in the last two weeks, um, and I think. The internal greatness that's possessed by the great ones is the ability to get up every day and compete and try to get the most out of uh, out of that day. Um, had a chance to coach first round draft picks. A lot of kids have played pro. Won, won a ju- national junior college title. The really good players possess the internal greatness of competing every day. Um, and I think that's the one thing I've got kids of my own. That's the one thing I try to instill in them is if you're going to do anything, you're going to show up and do the work. Show up and do the work. Doesn't matter if you feel good. Show up and do the work. Doesn't matter if you feel great. Show up and do the work. Doesn't matter if you win. Do the work. Lose. Do the work. Because the more often you show up and just get it done, the better chance you give yourself to open up opportunities, but also to be successful. And that's a golden nugget right there, Coach. Because I always question, like, you see players that you see, like, players on all levels, and you well, that player could potentially be a D1 player. Or, you know, that, that D2 player could be, like, that D3 player could be potentially a D2 player. So I always question, like, what are they missing? And that's a great characteristic, man, showing up and doing the work, always competing, always showing that they have the heart and the will. I get that. I, I hope the you know the kids that are listening, like they they take that and they grab that golden nugget and they realize, wait a minute, if I'm taking a minute off, somebody else putting a minute in. Yeah, I think another thing for them is to eliminate the distractions, um, social media, whatever it is. It's okay to be on that, but how are you conducting yourself? Because your social media is a your job resume. Um, your social media is your the way that, uh, you know, a lot of people can look into it could be a first impression. Uh, you're looking at the opportunity to conduct yourself um, every day, every minute, every second in a way that you're trying to go win a job and go get a job or get a, a chance or an opportunity um, to make your life better. And so the more you do that, the better, you know, the better opportunities you're going to get too. And I think that's why I've been fortunate to work at some really great places is often I get jobs and I don't even know the people. I don't even have a relationship with them, but it's been the perception or the image that I've tried to portray with others. And it's been a word of mouth or it's been a a recommendation. Um, So 
there's a lot of, uh, lot of keys into just, um, conducting yourself, right. Treat people, right. Uh, because that, that gives you an opportunity. And I like that piece on social media. Um, you know, because in today's time, you know, a lot of kids tend to forget, like somebody else one day might look at that and say, man, I really want to give you a chance, but you know, that last post you did was a little questionable and I think kids yep. need to start minding themselves a little, you know, when you think about your future, which a lot of us when we were young, we don't really think about it. And then when we finally get to our, our present, we're like, oh, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. So it's good to hear right. from a coach like, hey, start now. Start early. Watch, watch what you post. Right. Watch what you do. Because right. when, right. when I see you, I mean, that's what I'm going to look at you as. Right. No, you just got to – every day you got to make sure that um, – I think that's key for potential kids is if you're not really uh, conducting yourself in a professional manner, you're not going to get opportunities because people are just going to cross you off no matter how many points you can score, how high you can jump, or all, all the intangibles that you look in a great player. That's another golden nugget, Coach, and I appreciate you for that one. Coach, yep. now we have a lot of athletes – you know, I'm down in the Florida area, uh, you know, southeast area. But we have a lot of athletes that always ask this question, well, how can I play D1? You know, what can I do to be a D1 athlete? And they, I think the answer is really like they don't understand what it takes to, or what is entailed in becoming a D1 athlete. Can you guide us through that process? Absolutely. And I think it's, it's interesting and only uh, – truth telling that you know we're talking about florida a little bit is i started on the men's side was down recruiting and went into Publix, the, the grocery store in orlando and, and found me 611 uh kid that didn't have his ged uh didn't have a didn't have a pass um and said hey why don't you come to junior college we'll, we'll get you your ged and you can take classes at the same time and he still think he still thanks me to this day, just merely because that was an opportunity of his way out. Um, he grabbed on that bus and got all the way to Kansas, and it changed. And so I, I think there's an opportunity for everybody. You just got to you gotta find somebody that believes in you. And so the, the answer to the question about Division One is not a lot of people get to go Division I, um, just even less get to go play pro. But if you want to play Division One you got to separate yourself. You got to you got to be able to be good, you know, at, at a lot of things. But find yourself different than others because you're willing to do what others want. Um, whether it's the defensive side, the rebounding side, the assist side, the you know, just playing hard side. It's uh, being the toughest kid on the floor side. Um, so you got to find things because there's so many people that want to do the same thing you do, and it's no different than in coaching. Um, you know, there's so many people for a small amount of small amount of numbers. So, don't take days off. Um, work hard, but also take care of your body. Rest and recovery too. You know, getting yourself. You know, or, you know, do a little bit extra if you're supposed to do ten. Do eleven. Um, do the things that others want, so you can have what others don't. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And I think a lot of kids, you know, with, with, with basketball being almost 365 right now, they forget the rest part, you know, and then their performance begins to drop and they don't understand why. And it's because they're not truly resting their bodies. Right. Right. So, Coach, 
18 years in, played college basketball, um, actually worked your way through the coaching circuit, worked your way through the college circuit. Right now, if there were three things, the younger version of yourself, what would they be and why? This is this is my this is the question I ask almost any coach, any person, any pro athlete that gets to come back and, and speak to teams. And I've had some really good ones because um, I've been fortunate to coach Shaq's daughter. I've been fortunate to meet Magic and then Candace Parker and all that. I think my three are, and and I I was a JUCO head coach and an assistant AD at at 27 years old. So like. I've, I, this is a perfect question because that was 15 years ago. And the way I acted in there, I would, I'd be appalled and I'd be kind of disappointed now because I was, you know, it's good to have a lot of energy, but I was, I was what would come across as maybe arrogant and had ego and ego is the enemy. So I think the number one thing is not to sweat the small stuff because it's all small stuff anyways. It's just sit there and take every day uh, and, and be thankful um, and do the most with it. Number two is do more. Like early in my career, I thought I was, I was doing it, but I was, I was busy and busy doesn't mean efficient. Busy does not mean efficient. Just cause you're in the office doesn't mean you're working. Make yourself efficient. So do more, like do more. Uh, and, and, and that'll help. That'll pay off. And then the last one is um, don't be afraid to fail. I think I got so caught up early in my career on the losses and on the failures, on the, on the losing of recruiting, where now my philosophy recruiting is you might have to take 17 no's to get one yes. But that one yes sure feels great. Um, so don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail um, because we all fail. The best coaches, the best players, they all fail. It's how you're handling uh, your failure. Because you're not judged by the number of times you succeed. You're, you're judged by the number of times you fail and you get back up. Coach, I like those top three. I like yeah. those top three, and I think the listeners will love those top three because, you know, a lot of times people play the sport and they do forget, like, man, I made that mistake. It's how you recover from your mistakes. And even, even the greats will tell you that probably. You know, it's, it's all about how you recover from anything and, mm-hmm. and show that you're a true champion. So, Coach, I love your top three. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Now, Coach, on behalf of Underscouted, I want to say thank you for taking your time out this evening and speaking with us and doing this podcast. Absolutely. And just uh, I'm all about um, I'm all about helping people. I'm all about um, investing and giving back to the game because the game has been great to me been great to my family. It's provided opportunities. I've got to travel around the world, recruit some of the best players in the world, see some of the best players in the world. And it's opened a lot of doors that I hope at some point in my life I can, my email is going to be um, A. Callhoff, which is K-A-L-L-H-O-F-F at hotmail.com. I think that'd be the best way to um, communicate. Anyone I can help, anytime, anyplace. I, I don't sleep a lot. But um, looking forward to help whoever I can. Coach, we thank you for that, and we appreciate you. And I guarantee someone's going to reach out to you. Sounds great, Corey. Um, keep changing lives. Keep keep doing you. Keep being you. Keep uh, keep this message going because uh, 
there's not enough people out there doing it, and um, the impact you have is truly greatly appreciated and felt. Thank you, brother. Have a good one. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magaya Watches, Keep It Time in Sports, and Maria Adorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.